This last July, uh, a friend of mine from Vancouver, Alex, uh, who's a priest out that way, came to stay with me and my husband, Andrew, for a week. It was the first time I had seen Alex since before the pandemic, and also the first time that he had been to Northern Virginia and the district, and he wanted to see everything. <laughs> from the Washington Cathedral to nearly every Smithsonian gallery and museum. Alex, I think, saw more in a week than I have in my nine months here so far. <laughs> One late afternoon, I joined him on Capitol Hill, and over the next few hours, as the sun slowly set and the temperature cooled ever so slightly, we walked the entire length of the mall stopping to take in every monument along the way. Though we hadn't planned it this way, he told me, he was beginning to see this trip as a sort of pilgrimage. Canadian airwaves are inundated with American television and celebrations, and he couldn't believe that he was finally getting the chance to see all these places in person, that they were real and tangible. Something about seeing, and in turn, knowing that his experience of seeing had been understood by others, gave this unexpected pilgrimage a weight and importance neither of us had anticipated. On Alex's last night in town, the three of us went to see the touring production of the musical The Band's Visit at the Kennedy Center. The show, based on the 2007 Israeli film of the same name, tells the story of an Egyptian band, the Alexandria Ceremonial Police Orchestra, who are invited to perform at the Arab Culture Center in the Israeli city of Petah Tikva. Unfortunately, because of a language barrier caused by the lack of a P sound in Arabic, the band end up on the wrong bus to Petah Tikva. <laughs> a small, isolated Jewish settlement in the Negev desert. And there is no way out until the next morning. Over the nearly two hours of the show, our, as our lost characters are forced to spend time with people from a different, at times antagonistic, culture, they come to learn that the desire to connect with another person, to be seen, to be known, is a universal one. They, too, were on a kind of accidental pilgrimage, one that had transcended all the artificial cultural barriers they'd known. Our societies spend a lot of time building barriers like this. And even though we don't always realize it's happening, we can feel the undercurrents and the effects of it in our lives. It creeps in quietly unbalancing us in ways we can't quite articulate. But we know as we look at the world around us that something isn't right. The separations we feel from other cultures, other communities, other people, even ourselves, are almost certainly not what God has in mind for us. We search for ways to recognize and name that distortion of God's vision for humanity and for ways to find peace within ourselves in the face of it. 
Sometimes we go on our own purposeful pilgrimages, visiting a, a holy space, a sacred shrine, or even just a private place away from it all. Now everyone's experience of pilgrimage is different, but often, to our surprise, we learn that we're not searching for something that is lost, but rather that we are what's lost, and that our deep desire is not to find, but to be found. Zacchaeus, as the children's song goes, was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. His stature has long been understood as an allegory for his moral shortcomings. Now there's a, a deep irony here because his name in Hebrew means upright or righteous. As a, regardless, as a tax collector, his community probably saw him as a collaborator with a corrupt government occupying the land. Moreover, his regular contact with non-Jewish people likely left him ritually unclean, making him even more of an outsider from his community. Even so, when Jesus comes to town, Zacchaeus wants to see him as much as the rest of the community does. So he makes his own quick pilgrimage just down the road to see who Jesus is along with everyone else. But Zacchaeus has a problem. Yes, he is short, but we are told that he could not see who Jesus was on account of the crowd. On account of the crowd. The reason Zacchaeus is not able to meet Jesus is because his neighbors prevent him from doing so. Like so many of us who go on a pilgrimage, Zacchaeus finds that he is the one who is lost lost within the resentments and judgments of his own community, lost by society and culture that has either through action or inaction decided that Zacchaeus does not deserve the same rights and privileges they do. And it makes me wonder, in how many ways do I, with all my privilege as a white cisgender man, benefit from a society that has been built for me by people who look and sound like me? Where and how do I needlessly take up space that could just as easily be shared by others who for no other reason than the circumstances of their birth do not have the same access to it that I do? It would have cost Zacchaeus's neighbors nothing, absolutely nothing to step aside for a moment and give him the access he needed to participate in the same ways they were. As God's people, we are called to strive for God's justice, where every single one of us is recognized, honored, and loved as a child of God. Sometimes that requires us to make space for those who have been disenfranchised by society and then to find out why it has happened. It is not always enough to help someone climb a tree. We need to ask why the tree needed climbing in the first place. Now working against systemic inequality can be overwhelming. And while each of us are called to do something, 
It's important to remember for our own sanity that none of us can do everything. Sometimes all we can do is name the injustice when we encounter it. From calling attention to a comment or joke that makes a marginalized person a source of humor, to working with organizations that can do the larger structural work to combat systems of inequality, wherever our abilities and energies are. We, like the prophet Habakkuk, are called to show in our thoughts, words, and deeds that God's justice is coming. We are asked to make it so plain that even a runner rushing by can see it. Look at the proud, God says through the prophet. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. So Zacchaeus, whose name is literally righteous, does what all disenfranchised people are forced to do when blocked by the proud. He adapts. Even though he shouldn't have to, he and his faith work to find a way around the barriers that have been put in front of him. He climbs the nearest sycamore tree, its wide, low branches giving him the support he needs, not just to see Jesus, but see who Jesus is. And then Jesus looks up at him. Instantly, Zacchaeus's pilgrimage is over because he has been found by the one person who is constantly searching for us, the living, breathing Son of God. Jesus knows that Zacchaeus is looking for him to see who he is, to know him. And Jesus acknowledges that desire and tells him and everyone else gathered there that today salvation has come to Zacchaeus's house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and save the lost. Jesus doesn't care that Zacchaeus is a tax collector or that he may be ritually unclean. Zacchaeus hasn't done anything to earn Jesus' respect or admiration. Uh, the promise he makes to pay people back four times anything he may have unintentionally defrauded them is a sign of his righteousness, not the thing that helps him gain it. Jesus is salvation itself, and their shared humanity has allowed Zacchaeus to see to experience that salvation firsthand. To Jesus, Zacchaeus is a son of Abraham, a child of God, and that alone is all that is needed to give him worth and value. At the end of the musical, The Band's Visit, a character known only as Telephone Guy stands in front of a payphone, waiting for a phone call from his girlfriend. Gently he sings, here I am, and the light is dying. Where are you? Will you answer me? All alone in the quiet, ah, oh, my ears are thirsty for your voice. Can you answer me? 
It isn't exactly clear who Telephone Guy is singing to at the moment. His girlfriend in another city who can't hear his call? The payphone itself? The night? So often on our own journeys, our own pilgrimages, we cry out to someone and no one, hoping to be heard, to be seen, to be known. Maybe we think if we do the right thing, say the right prayer, we'll find the path that starts us on our relationship with God. But God is already searching out each and every one of us. Our pilgrimage is not to find, but to be found, day after day, by Jesus. Our calling as the church is to be a living witness to the truths we've learned in our experience of being found. One of the truths we proclaim in our baptismal covenant is that we will seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourself. But there is no love without justice. So as we watch Zacchaeus and others like him climb that tree to be found by Jesus, we must ask ourselves why the tree needed climbing in the first place. As we remember that he too is a son of Abraham, a child of God. Zacchaeus is already everything God made him to be. And that's all that Jesus asks us to be when we seek to be found by him. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>